Loading. The Crypto Coffee Podcast. Episode 10. This Spanish TikToker is a cryptid. McLean McBride McChicken. And Mr. Coast's Jungle Aliens. Ready. Set. Play. Good job. Hello, guys. (laughs) Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Cryptic Coffee Podcast. I'm your host, Efrain. This is Jose. And Tom Holland. We have a special guest here today. His name is Tom Holland, all the way from England. (laughs) Hello. So is Tobey Maguire in the new Spider-Man film? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Is that your Tom Holland? I don't know what he sounds like. Sounds like a peppy English boy. I don't. I can't do an English voice yes. shit. I just want. I just wanted to make y'all laugh. Why did it sound like some kind of vampire from like the fourteen hundred years? I'm I'm Hom Tolland. I'm Hom Tolland. It's me, Zeus. <laughs> Hello, guys. Uh, how are you guys today? Doing all right. It's gonna. It's a chill day. Yeah, the li- the nights are getting longer, the days are getting shorter. It's our time, boys. <laughs> what y'all bring your day? Time. I got some uh, Don Francisco's Hawaiian uh, hazelnut coffee. Wait, Don Francisco from Salo Gigante? I'm, I'm I don't know which Don Francisco, but that motherfucker making coffee. <laughs> That's what he's doing now. <laughs> oh this shit! Shit. I'm not gonna lie, this shit's fucking great, dude. I tried it yesterday for the first fucking time. I had to go make another one. <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker retired and just started making coffee. That's the Mexican dream. I I'm think even... I think I saw um. Yesterday that the guy who played his Il Chacal died. What? Yeah. Really? Fuera? I'm looking this one up. Fuera. Fuera. That yeah. Guy? Yeah. Motherfucker with the trumpet. I saw it yesterday on Facebook. One of my sisters um, shared it. Okay. So someone came up. I'm, I looked up El Chacal. It's not El Chacal. <laughs> it's some reggaetonero. <laughs> I was tripping when I saw that. I was like, hold up. <laughs> so this is what he looks like under the mask. El Chacal de la trompeta. For the non-Spanish speakers, uh, he's from a show called Sabado Gigante. If you're from California and you're not a Spanish speaker, you might know what Sabado Gigante is. All your Mexican friends watched it on Saturday night. Yeah, I went silent because I was like, what kind of show would that be? <laughs> That's like a variety show. Yeah. Because like I was a... like, they had a lot. It was like, a segment on. show. It was a bunch of different segments. They had like a game show, interview show. They had music there too sometimes, right? Musical acts. They even had lie detector tests like Maury. Yeah, I remember that. And El Chacal was a dude dressed in all black. Yeah, kind of like a like a luchador mask almost. Like the, the face part. Imagine a mix between a KKK member <laughs> and a luchador. That sounds about right. All black with a trumpet. And you had to, it was like the X Factor. You had to sing in front of like judges. And if they liked you or not, depends. If you were good, you get to stay and advance to the next round. And if you weren't, the Chacal would come out with a trumpet. And then a lion would come out of a cave and pull you out of the stage. <laughs> I forgot all about that show. Just a little insight into our history. <laughs> our great cultural history. So me, I brought some matcha. But I finished it. So I filled the cup with humix. This shit bust. Oh, that's <laughs> what it was. I was like, matcha's never looked like that. <laughs> they gave him some rotten matcha. Some yeah. yellow-ass matcha. 
No, I was like, I don't think they gave you much. <laughs> you need to return it. Four dollars for not matcha? It does look rotten because there's some green on the bottom. <laughs> does that even taste good? Yeah. You can't really like taste the matcha. Because I've never had matcha before. You've never had matcha? No. You're getting matcha next time. All right. All right. No, 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 whatever you brought. What did you bring today? Oh, yeah, nothing, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> you have one job in this show, Zeus. I'm sorry. Well, two jobs. Two. Let's give him some credit. <laughs> he said two. <laughs> I looked at him like in my head like two. <laughs> Bring coffee and tell stories. No. Oh. That's your second job. Speaking of stories, <laughs> Jose, you got a big you got two stories for us today. Yeah, um this the first one I'm reading is actually come from Reddit. This guy he posted on a R UFO. He was just like, Has anyone seen this stuff? He wants to tell us so I reached out to him and said Hey, do you mind if we read your story on the podcast? Or like, I first asked him, like, do you want to come on? We can do the whole, you know, yeah, the whole calling on the telephone. He refused, and he's like, I don't mind if you guys read it for me. So I don't know. I didn't ask him if he wants his name out there. So I'm, we're probably just gonna put his name in the uh, description if he wants it. But yeah, this is um this redditor story. The first time I saw it, I was walking home across the field, quite close to my house. I'm fairly certain I was the only witness. I don't think anybody else, I don't think anybody else was there. The weather was delightful and there wasn't a cloud in the sky, so I know what I saw. Out of nowhere, high up in the sky, I saw a white dot floating and slowly moving around. I didn't think anything of it as it moved slow. I thought it could have been a, chi- a Chinese lantern or something. If it could have s- been. He actually sent some pictures of what he saw cuz apparently this was also seen in Japan. Mm-hmm. Where so, is this guy at? I'm not entirely sure, but I think England. Okay. I know somewhere in the EU, I think, because I know um, when I was looking at the stuff he sent me, it was like a different, you know, it wasn't just .com. After a few seconds, however, it, be- it began darting across the sky too fast to keep track of. It was moving very erratically and, and there was no problems to its movements, similar to how fly flies just going around in circles, darting off in random directions and such. I took a few photos and I'll search them. Like, well, he took a couple photos. He sent me some of the photos he took. Just blue sky with like a single white dot. I'll upload them to the Instagram, Cryptic Coffee Pod. There we go. <laughs> I mean, look, it works this one. I'm not even mad at this one. I can't be mad. It, it fully works. All right, uh, we got to write it down because we do have that three for episode. <laughs> <laughs> just the white dot. Despite how fast it was moving, just as I was about to take a video, it didn't look like it was going anywhere. Very suddenly flew off. I saw it fly away and disappear into the distance. I don't know what happened after that, and I will try to find other sightings from the time I saw it. Because he actually did look around, see if he could find people to, you know, co- to collaborate. <laughs> Going walking around like I'm not crazy, right? I'm I'm not crazy. You saw it too, right? I mean, let's let's flash back to uh, Zeus with the, the Goodyear balloon. <laughs> Roll the clip. Good to coffee pot. That's our second. <laughs> Guys, we just started. We already have two strikes. I already put that up on there. <laughs> and they can search for it at the Griffin Coffee Pod. <laughs> and we're good. We're at three. <laughs> All right. It's going to be more than three. It's going to be more than three. I can make it a four somehow. Shut right up, now. Zeus. Shut up. You can find a way, Zeus. Trust me. So he's looking for people. Yeah. Around five months later, give or take a few, I was getting off a train. I was As I was walking off, I looked up. Above the nearby woods, there was an exact same thing that I saw months before. I don't know if it was the same craft or just another of the same model, or whatever these alien dudes call it. The weather this time, however, was terrible, and it didn't help. The trees kept blocking the view either. I lost track after 10 seconds, but I got a clear enough look at the end. I knew it was the same thing from last time, or very similar. 
I would have run off so it was looking uh, for it again since I wanted to know what was going on. Since I've never seen anything like it and all of a sudden I see it twice a year. I was meeting with friends though and I didn't want an excuse for not turning up. Oh, I was chasing aliens in the woods. Of course. I mean, honestly, I would have said it. I mean, you know, I would have I would have done that. Yeah. <laughs> I came late to recording. I'll do I saw I saw a UFO up there. Turns out it was a Goodyear balloon, but... <laughs> but I saw it. <laughs> I want to grab my rifle and start hunting that bitch. I think now since I haven't seen it for a while, I actually would have ran in and taken a good video, though. Keep in mind, before this, I didn't care for aliens, and I honestly believed in alien bacteria and stuff. But I didn't consider intelligent life to be real. My granddad, who had always believed conspiracies, aliens, lizard people, and all that stuff, had always told me that they were real. I mean, <laughs> shout out to your grandpa, dude. <laughs> like, it's common to have a lot of people, like, nowadays, our age group, like, mid-20s to, like, 30s, to, to like, not even believe, but, like, be into that type of shit and know about it. But if your grandpa's talking about lizard people, holy shit. I mean, that's going to be me when I'm old. <laughs> All of our kids are just going to go up to, like, Uncle Jose. Tell us a story. <laughs> Let me tell you about people. the moon, kids. <laughs> the lizard people are real. Why does he have that voice? Because <laughs> he's old. 20 years of... All those years of smoking. 20 years? <laughs> <laughs> all those years of smoking. <clears throat> he was one of the first people I showed the photo to, and he was obviously happy I caught it and wished he had saw it. I might have seen it a third time. I'm not sure. This was a couple months after the next one. So I take it with the grain of salt because it was completely different and very well could have been a plane or a drone. The only strange thing about it was that it didn't make a sound. I was in the same local area when I saw the last two and this one was cigar shaped moving in a perfect straight line instead of the other two sightings where it moved radically. That's about it. I honestly don't know what to make of it if they're aliens or drones or something else entirely. My closest guess has been aliens. The first one moved too fast and erratically for it to be anything else. And then he does mention the, the Japanese sightings. That there were, like, around military bases. He like, sent me a couple articles and stuff from the, the Japanese stuff. And he's like, this is exactly what I saw. Kind of like a lantern shape. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was his story. He uh, seen a couple stuff. He sent me a couple photos. He sent me articles and stuff. I've seen a couple of the photos. They look pretty cool. And then uh, this one that he sent me from uh, in uh, the Japan article. Around Miyagi and Fukushima prefectures, white objects like balloons have been floating in the sky that have... That have been witnessed since the dawn of Wednesday the 17th. It is similar to the uh, Japan Mira- uh, Meteorological Agency. Oh, man. Doesn't that sound kind of weird, Zeus? Like, since the dawn of Wednesday. That's <laughs> it right there. I thought he was going to say since the dawn of man. <laughs> or time. Yeah, since the dawn of Wednesday. Yeah, it was seen by the... It, like, it looks similar to the Japanese Meteorological Agency's uh, balloons. But it doesn't stay the same height. And there's like no information on these aircrafts that was witnessed and stuff like that. This, I think, was from June 17th. And then he sent me another article, but he couldn't view it for uh, due to legal reasons, apparently. It's a conspiracy. They're on his ass. They found him. You better watch your bags. <laughs> Whatever government you belong to in the EU, they're watching you. Actually, yeah, I'm curious because I never asked him where he's from, but he just, you know. It's re- pro- probably English or something. But regardless, <laughs> they're watching you. Watch your back. <laughs> Big brother's on you. Just don't threaten this man. He's our first story. He's our first well, yeah. not listener story. I'm just trying to watch out for him. I watch care about back. this man. I care about this man. All right, but yeah, that's the first story. Um, this man saw uh, Chinese lanterns in the air sky moving radically. I like. Uh, I don't know if this is incriminalizing or not. <laughs> I like setting off Chinese lanterns around like New Year, any like special occasion. We usually go to the beach and like set them off. 
I wonder how many times someone's been like, holy shit, what the fuck is that? Probably like a good like handful of times. I hope at least once because we do it near like the San Pedro area. Because I think the first time I ever saw a Chinese lantern was in my neighborhood. And I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> they do go like, they start slow. But once they reach a certain height and like the wind picks up, those motherfuckers zoom in. <laughs> they get small real quick. Yeah, I didn't know what they were until my, my dad told me. And I was like, oh, okay. Dad, there's fire floating in the sky. <laughs> dad, Zeus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Does your, no, your dad doesn't do that. No, he doesn't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All right, I'll, I got the other one. Y'all hear that? I brought a notebook for the first time today. <laughs> ASMR. I'm not going to lose track. Watch me lose track. <laughs> first sentence in. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Wait. My man wrote coffee on the, on the front of the book. Don't look, at, don't look at what I wrote on it. Sometimes I get confused. I don't know which one's which. So my story starts on February 13th, 2021. Is it a Friday? I did not check this time. I'm fucking sorry. <laughs> it was. It, please check for me. I, I'll, I'll check next time. Although technically, I don't know if you could say that it started. On this date, my story. It's kind of weird. Was it last year or this year? This year, 2021. Oh, Saturday. Saturday, February 13th, 2021. But technically, it started at a different date. I'll explain. A man by the name of Javier claims that he woke up in a hospital in Valencia, Spain. The third largest city in Spain with a population of 800,000. Well, out of those 800,000, there was only one on this particular day. Because the hospital he woke up in was empty. He later walked out to the streets to find them empty. <laughs> he walked around, walked around. He was completely alone, guys. This sounds like a fucking Twilight Zone episode. It, it, it is. The more we get into it, it is. Please don't break your glasses, man. Also, for real. <laughs> don't break I got that right. <laughs> there was finally enough time. <laughs> I could read now. <laughs> Fucking for for those it. of you who've never seen it, Twilight Zone episode. Uh, I think movie like there is enough time in the world, dude. They know that reference only because of Family Guy, not because of Twilight Zone, only because of Family. There was guy. a Family Guy reference. There was a Family Guy skit on that. Fucking, fucking hell! <laughs> Such a great episode too. Yeah. So he wakes up, city's completely empty, and everything seems like he thought he was in 2021 still, but the electronics, his cell phone, everything around him all says. February 13th, 2027. This man's stuck in time. Just like my man, John Hodges. (laughs) But this guy's really stuck. Online, he starts uh, saying this, that he's all alone. There is no one else in the city. And he can't find any help. Now you're asking yourself right now, how the fuck, how is he claiming this? And how are we, how do we know about it? How are we knowing that this guy's alone? I'm just going to say, at the end of this story, his name is John Teeter. He's not John Teeter, I wish. When he saw all his electronics saying uh, that it was 2027, the only thing that he could remember was his TikTok password. (laughs) God fucking damn it. The first thing he did. That's the first thing he does, boys. (laughs) Let me check TikTok. What's going on? What's hot right now? 2027. (laughs) Yeah. He posts his video on TikTok under the name... Unico sobreviviente. 
which means translation, the last survivor or the only survivor. Fortunately, the electricity and the Wi-Fi, it's all working. So he has online connection. So whatever caused everyone to just disappear, at least he still has Wi-Fi. At least he still has Wi-Fi. And a lot of other things start working. I'll show you uh, later on. He uploads his video. The video shows him walking down the streets. And yes, they're fully, I've seen the videos, they're fully empty. Completely empty. Imagine a major uh, city. Imagine Los Angeles or something. Valencia's pretty big. Completely empty. Middle of the day, not a single soul. He goes to a shopping mall. Completely empty. He goes down the escalators to the store. Completely empty. After he uploads, in his timeline, after he uploads the video, it starts receiving views and comments. One weird thing, though. They're all from 2021. So this starts freaking him out. Mm -hmm. It's like, what the fuck? Most of the comments are skeptical. They think it's like a fun video, maybe like a small attempt at like an ARG or trying to get viral. But it gets weird when he keeps uploading. He starts showing more videos of, uh, of empty Valencia. Empty streets that are normally full, empty city squares, empty stores, empty tourist destinations. He starts uploading a lot of videos and they all get freakier and freakier. Imagine like going to a park that you know for a fact is always full, completely empty. So at this point, uh, commenters are getting a little like, okay, okay. So they start challenging him. They tell him to go to the subway station. Obviously, uh, that's good logic, right? Subway station is a very common uh, form of transportation in Valencia, I imagine. So it's going to be very hard to take a video of an empty subway station. Well, he does it. <laughs> he goes and he uploads a video. He's in the subway station completely empty from the entrance all the way to where like the train tracks are completely empty. And it's during the day. You could clearly see the sun. Well, shit. Another user later tells him to go to the airport. And the user even claims... That if he does, he'll give him $500,000. Well, he does. He goes to the airport. Completely fucking empty, guys. This one's kind of like, holy shit. Goes in. You see the terminals. Everything's fully empty. One of the weird things about uh, the airport video is that he actually shows like the screens. And they have the flight schedule. It doesn't show the date. But it shows like, oh, scheduled at this time. Like, like flights are still moving. Yeah. So... Gives it a little more, like, uh, creepy vibe. From here on out, his videos consist of him taking on more challenges. He goes to several restaurants. He goes to a school. Completely empty. He goes to the palace of the Marquis de Dos Aguas, which is a very popular tourist site. It's like going to, like, a popular museum here. I'd say it would be, like, the equivalent of going to, like, the Chinese theater here in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. somewhere that you know a lot of people are always going to be or going to like the Griffith Observatory all empty this is when this starts freaking people out everywhere they tell him to go he goes and everywhere he goes it's all empty and this is all on video so some theories start to arise here the main one being that because of the COVID lockdowns Javier is able to film so many empty places that's the one I immediately went to I'm like Valencia's probably on lockdown. He's probably filming all these places when people are not supposed to be out on the street. So they tell him to go to a hospital. Surely he can't film an empty hospital during a global pandemic. Well, he does. He goes into the hospital. Empty reception area. Empty waiting rooms. Empty halls. Empty rooms. Em empty offices. Everything. 
So people are like, what the fuck? <laughs> Another theory is that he films in the early morning when it will be easier to like uh, find empty places because there's not many many people out. I mean, still, even like early in the morning, you're bound to run into cars. Yeah, there's a lot of early birds, I would imagine. Yeah. Well, he debunks this as well because he uploads a video of a town square, a very popular town square. And in the middle of it is a giant clock, and it says 1746. For you American listeners, 1746 means it's 546 p.m., meaning there should definitely be people and there should definitely definitely be traffic. But it's all empty. All empty in the video. I'm on the guy's TikTok right now, and I'm watching the videos. It's It looks like it's still afternoon-ish. And everything is like there's just a bunch of cars. Everything's like there's like no yeah. There's like, there's cars parked. Everything looks completely normal except there's no people and no birds. No like signs of life other than him. I was imagining uh, 28 days later where everyone's yeah. in a fucking panic and there's just shit all over the place. No, this is not that. According to him, it's like they plucked him straight out of 2021. Everything looks normal like it should. Just that he's the only one there. One that got me is that Javier later goes to the zoo. That's where we find out that it's not just people. All the fucking animals in the zoo are gone. What the fuck? All the fucking animals. He shows us videos of like the, uh, all the fucking like animal like enclosures. Not a single animal. He goes in. No problem. No fucking animals. Yeah, dude. So I'm watching the one right now where he's at a supermarket. Fully stocked. Yeah. It's fucking stocked supermarket. And there's like it's just dead empty. I'm like there's you. no people, there's nothing, no signs of like, no signs of a panic. Mm-hmm. Like if, you know, the whole world is just plucked right out. Full-blown Twilight Zone. So by this point, he realizes that the only connection he has to other people is through his TikTok. And the only people that are like recognizing him are people in 2021. He decides to conduct an experiment. He, sh- he uploads videos of him placing several keychains in different locations throughout the city. And he gives the exact uh, geological coordinates. And he tells basically people if you could go and find them. Well, later, other TikTokers from 2021, (laughs) they upload videos of them finding the keychains in the exact same locations that uh, we see Javier put them. And it's kind of eerie because if you compare Javier's videos to the like normal TikTokers, it's the same locations except that Javier and it's like similar daytime. Except Javier, fully empty. But when like people find the keychains, there's several people around the areas, and it's a good, I say, like four or five videos of that. My man glitched to the Matrix. He's in the fucking back room right now. Mm-hmm. Now the next few places that he goes, it starts to get a little crazy, guys. He ends up going to the Mestala Stadium, home of the Valencia Football Club. If you do not know about Valencia, it is uh, a very well-known soccer team. They play in the top flight of uh, Spanish football. So they play in the same league as giant teams like Barcelona, Real Madrid, Atletico. So this isn't a small team. He basically went to the fucking Buffalo Bills <laughs> stadium and just went in. He goes into the dressing room. He goes into the actual football field. All empty. All like, uh, I think he even puts on one of the shirts of the players. And he's just chilling. He went to a local fire station and he got onto a fire truck. He also went into a police station, filmed how empty it was, and he drove a police car away. 
These are all videos, guys. These are all videos. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching his stuff right now. I'm literally on his TikTok watching the videos. A few days later, he goes into a bigger police station, films what looks to be investigative material. So it looks like a board, like with the red, almost with the red yeah. string and shit. <laughs> Probably getting himself in trouble. And then he gets into another cop car. At this point, people are starting to believe. <laughs> Me too. Someone comments, I live by this police station, and I can assure you that it's always filled with people. So it's it's very strange that uh, Javier can actually go to these places, and they're all fucking empty. Especially hospitals and police stations. Yeah. Even if you have connections, say you like know, know a guy, how do you get a whole hospital to be empty during yeah. a pandemic? Next video, Javier goes into an empty Apple store, and he takes an iPhone. Then he goes into a jewelry store, and he starts playing with gold bars. <laughs> Just fucking smacking them together and everything. <laughs> he literally, that's basically what he's doing. So, the next part of the story, on May 20th, actor Damian Moya challenged Javier. So, Damian is a Spanish actor, I'm, gonna, I'm assuming. He has a TV show. And I guess he's following this whole phenomenon. In an attempt for some publicity, I'm guessing, Damian hid his new book that he had just published inside of the studio of his TV show. And he challenged Javier to come and get it. Mm -hmm. That was on May 20th. May, 20th. May 21st, the very next day, <laughs> Javier uploads his video of him entering the studio and picking up the book. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, Javier. On May 24th, a few days later, Damian uploads his response. He says that the studio is always busy and it would have been impossible to do what Javier did. He also mentions that the studio has uh, security cameras running 24-7. So he, Damian, the actor, shows us uh, uh, footage from the cameras around the time that supposedly Javier went in. And we see on the CCTV like a shadow that looks kind of like a ghost. And then the studio door opening on its own. This freaks <laughs> Damian out, obviously. And I think more things have happened. I haven't stayed updated Uh a lot of people have tried to debunk him. There is some like proper critiques. One of the main ones that I've seen is that he never shows his face. So we can never truly guarantee that it's the same guy. We see reflections of him, but we only see him from like the neck down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did an interview. Um, it's one of the newer videos. He did an interview and he's wearing a mask. Yeah. And I'm just watching him uh, pick up. Right now I'm watching the video where he picks up the book. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. Literally, the next day after the challenge, he goes in. He's like, yeah, I got this book, bitch. Yeah, he goes in there. It's all empty. He picks up the book, just shows it right there. Yeah, that's a full TV studio. And according to the actor, Damian, it's always busy. So he could not have done that. One of the critiques that I see the most, because he doesn't show his face, if you analyze all his videos, sometimes his hands change. Sometimes they're like super hairy. Sometimes they're like skinnier and hairless. So you're like, that's one of the reasons uh, to like, people are like, this this shit's fake. Yeah, this is wearing a full face mask. Oh, yeah, I have not seen that video. Another question is, how the fuck does he get into these places? Because keep in mind, they're locked. In some videos, especially like the police station, he starts the video with him opening the front door with a key. And people are like, where the fuck did you get the keys? <laughs> the police car. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, what do you guys think it could be? Is he stuck in another dimension? Is it smart marketing? Or is it just an ARG? 
I want to say it's an ARG. I but then again, it's like how the fuck did he do this? Because my problem with this is that he he really needed he couldn't do this on his own. He, the like the places he goes to, the locations he really needs deep connections. Like a lot of people have to be behind this in order. I mean, to, to shut everything down just for him to be able to do this. Exactly. But then again, like not even a single sound of you know stuff in the distance, cars driving. There's no sign of life. There's no. It's all silent when you hear the videos. No animals. No humans. It has to be a little too. It's all too perfect. It's too clean too. Yeah. Like if just one day randomly, things were just plucked. Like every living being except for him was just plucked out of uh you know existence. Yeah, nothing looks messy. The stores, like you said, they look stock. The world is just buffering. Mm-hmm. Got to wait for the textures to load in. <laughs> One of the, another theory is that he's really, it's some really smart like CGI and like they're editing the people out. But, but that'd be hard. I think it'd be a little too hard. See, I was thinking that too, like CGI, but still even then just. You can only use CGI to an extent. Yeah. You would st- like you can tell when it's screen you know, up. You would be able to tell when it's CGI. There was a video I saw where him like throwing basketballs, and I don't know if the, it's cut like because right now I'm, wa- I'm obviously watching him on silent. Yeah. So I don't know if it's you know him editing it, but like the balls kind of do look a little bit fake. They do. Yeah. Let me find the video. Because uh, I started watching, I I had to look it up. I was like, what the fuck? This is ridiculous. Yeah. And it's him just like in the middle of a basketball field, throwing the uh, basketball court, just throwing these basketballs, and they kind of just plop out what if uh when we get to 20 27 he it just we all appear with him <laughs> he's like what the fuck <laughs> yeah he is like the, it, you know how sometimes like oh I, like i want to go to the future what if like that's how it is <laughs> like if you go to the future like there's nothing there but you because oh, it hasn't you, happened like, yet if like someone discovers time travel <laughs> yeah like if they go to the past then obviously there's gonna be people but if you go to the future you don't know what's there it's just so it's waiting just... to load like you said it's waiting to render yeah that makes sense to me at least anything's possible at this point Zeus. my man walked into the presidential fucking building with a key <laughs> <laughs> i i think he might have just done a fuck ton of walking around and just been like these keys gotta do something <laughs> i think he drives somewhere at one point i think he leaves valencia or Valencia, how you guys in Spain say it. Shout out to all our Spanish listeners, which is zero. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, zero do, for we, now. do we even have any? And maybe after this episode. I mean, look, if we got found in, uh, like, where do we get from North Carolina? We got found in North Carolina, Nebraska, Oklahoma, somewhere in Wyoming. But let's, uh, I'm wondering who the fuck in Australia is listening to us. No, like, thank you for listening to us. Thank you, but how? <laughs> Please tell me. I need to know. I want to know how people found out about us. Right. Because we haven't done any type of like promoting like publicly. Just mostly to friends. But even then, you know, not every single one of your friends is going to listen. I don't have friends in Australia, though. Me either. I think that'd be interesting to find out. If you want to message us, Crypto Coffee Pod. <laughs> Please, Australians, message us. Tell us how you found us. Or just anyone in general, because I'm curious to know now. Email us at crypticcoffeepod at gmail.com please thank you or just dm us on the instagram that's number five (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that's my story that's really interesting good old javier stuck on tiktok that's a really cool one i like that story i don't know how popular it is in spain i'm assuming it's a lot bigger over there because it was kind of hard finding like shit for this in english (laughs) yeah i found i came across it just randomly on one guy that talked about it 
then when I started researching it, everything's in Spanish. And I speak Spanish, but I was like, I don't want to translate all of this. Yeah. Something interesting, too, is that um, I'm watching the videos, right? So the videos he takes at night, some of the like the apartment buildings, or lights are on. Most of them are off. Oh, are they? I haven't seen any of the night ones. Let me see if I can find one of the night ones. But yeah, it's a fucking hell of a story. Yeah. We should message him and try to have him somehow come to California and come to the office. <laughs> <laughs> Leave a keychain for us. Leave the Humex. <laughs> Leave the Humex. He picks it up. Move the Humex from one room to the next. <laughs> Even though this is clearly a shared office and multiple people come in. <laughs> well, it was Javier! <laughs> you know what? Just leave. We should have him leave a keychain. Yeah. Three of them. Because I, I would I'd keep it. I don't know, man. If you're alone, you're I, good Zeus. I, I felt like I was going to fall for oh. a little bit. <laughs> I just saw a knee-jerk reaction. You're like, you all right? Yeah, because I'm leaning back. And oh. I, I felt like the leg of the chair move. And I freaked out. I'm like, I'm about to fall. <laughs> I'm about to die live. It's Javier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I didn't get too deep into it. But when I did search it and like a lot of Spanish results came up, the first 10 were all about like uh, debunking him. I didn't watch any of the videos. I didn't want to ruin it. But I will watch those like tonight later. Yeah, it'll be interesting to find out. But yeah, I saw the hands and they are very different. Oh, shit. So, Jose's showing me a video of him at night. And yeah, some of the apartments have, like, lights on them. Majority of them are off, but there are apartments with lights on. Yeah. And, like, it's not like, you know, everything's, you know, just not working. there Because he's right. That's the thing that freaks me out. Yes. All the electricity is pristine. Everything yeah. works. Like, there's no issue. Like, it, it looks fucking clean. There's, yeah. like, not a single speck of dust on most of the stuff either. If that shit was real, the electrical grid would be gone in a week. That not even. True. Maybe one day. Like, I'm like seeing this man in an office. It? Yeah, I'm seeing this like this man in an office right now. And there's, like, not a speck of dust on this shit. Like, you know, like, if it was up for a long time, it'd be all dusty. <laughs> he goes around Spain cleaning everything before he starts filming. I mean, in his timeline, he's been there for months already. He woke up February 13th. He's, he's uploading videos to this day. I'm definitely going to, like, take a deep dive on this because this is interesting. I just think it's funny that the first thing he did was sign into TikTok. Only thing he remembered... And he only uploads on that platform. I'm like, you can't make a YouTube? No, you he has a YouTube. He does? He has a YouTube. What the fuck? Well, then goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zeus, what'd you bring? <clears throat> I brought the Gurdon Light. <laughs> the Gurdon Light? Yep. The Gurdon Light is a mystery light located near railroad tracks in a wooded area of Gurdon, Ar- Ar- Arkansas. Would it be Arkansas or... Uh, no, it's Arkansas. Okay, because I didn't want to be a dumbass and say Arkansas. <laughs> you know, I said Arkansas in Arkansas. <laughs> really? Yeah, I was at a like a grocery store. I like it was my first time there. I'm like, I'm in Arkansas, and some dude looks at me like, "Fucking idiot! <laughs> you just, what are you doing, Arkansas?" <laughs> he just he really you looked at me dead in the eye, like, "The fuck is wrong with you?" He didn't say anything, but he gave me that look. <laughs> he wanted to smack you. Right? He, like he probably did. You could tell. Dude was wearing boots and everything. He would have beat my ass. Yeah. <clears throat> Y'all hear that cryptid? That's, that's <laughs> Javier. <laughs> he made it. <laughs> he fucking sped all Javier's the way over here. Javier's a cryptid here. official. <laughs> it's the subject of local folklore and has been featured in local media and on Unsolved Mysteries and Mysteries of 
Oh, not of. Mysteries at the museum. The tracks are no longer in use and the rails are partially removed slash covered. But it remains as one of the most popular Halloween attractions in the area. The light has been described as various colors ranging from blue, green, white, and orange. It's also been described as bobbing around. Its exact location is said to vary and witnesses had described it appearing at various times of day or night. According to folklore, the light originates from a lantern of a (laughs) railroad worker. (laughs) English is hard, man. Who was killed when he fell into the path of a train. The legend states that the man's head was separated from his body and was never found. And that the light that people see comes from his lantern as he searches for it. Oh, that's fucked up. (laughs) In another variation, the light is a lantern carried by railway foreman Will McLean, who was killed in the vicinity during a confrontation with one of his workers, Louis, or would it be Louis or Louis? I'm not sure. How is it spelled? L-O-U-I-S. I can go either way. We're in America, Louis. Yeah, because I just thought about it. I was like, fuck, would it be Louis or Louis? If or we Louis? were in France, maybe Louis, but I'll just say Louis. This is Arkansas. Yeah. We, he was, uh... we, pronounce our, we pronounce our S's here in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> it's Louis. <laughs> That's where they draw the line. (laughs) We ain't having no man named Lewis. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he was killed in the vicinity during a confrontation with one of his workers, Lewis McBride, in 1931. Uh, McLean believed McBride was the one who removed the spikes from a section of track, causing a freight train to derail. Some sources say the confrontation was about how many hours McBride was allowed to work due to the Great Depression. McBride confessed to the murder and was executed by electrocution. And they think that he's the one? The ghost? Uh, They think that McLean is the one because he was the one that was killed from the other guy, um, McBride. And the light is just like because he got electrocuted? (laughs) No, the light is his lantern because he's trying to... For his head. Yeah. Because he was killed in the vicinity of where the railroad is. Railroad. Jesus. <laughs> railroad. <laughs> railroad. <laughs> oh, Later, this is our first. Uh, it's been two weeks since we've been here. There was a bit of a COVID scare. So. There was a COVID scare. We couldn't record. We're so, back. We're a little rusty. Leave yeah. us alone. <laughs> leave us alone, Australian. <laughs> Actually, don't leave us alone. Don't Keep leave listening. us alone, please. Don't leave. Keep listening. He, he's sitting there Contact laughing at us. us. <laughs> Tell us about your local legends. And our Irish listener, we have one Irish listener. Please don't leave us. Please don't like contact us. Tell us about your local stories. We'll <laughs> gladly talk. About, we'll, we'll gladly talk about them. We might butcher them. I'm sorry, uh, redditor. Like for uh, pronunciations and such. If it's me, I might butcher it. Like right now, Louis. Did you not hear me butcher me- meteorological like three times in a row? No, they did fuck you though. Like. McLean believes McLeod. <laughs> McLean believes just, McBride. Just a, lot, a lot of Mc... McLean believes that McBride got the McChicken. <laughs> I said I didn't want no fucking mayo. <laughs> Throws him in front of a train. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that was, that was it. I just thought it was interesting because I was like, I'd want to go there. Like, it's a famous Halloween attraction. I mean, yeah. I would. It sounds fun at Halloween. It sounds like it would be probably boring if we go like any other day of the year and just like well we didn't see anything let's go home <laughs> but i feel like it would be fun during halloween it's funny too like, i've never heard this one i i watched i used to watch a lot of unsolved mysteries yeah and uh once in a while i'll still like just go on amazon prime turn it on yeah oh. i have not heard of this one not me either what is it with lights man 
It's just to get our attention, I guess. What are the wisps? I don't get it, man. It's kind of creepy. Why is it so quiet? It's just quiet. Like, let's, let, let, let's just enjoy no, this. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is all the shit that gets edited out. <laughs> I love it. So, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Put it in. <laughs> <laughs> What's our main story? All right. So, it's a quiet episode. I mentioned the, uh, the, UFO, the violent UFO attack. Fuck. Yeah. I haven't gotten to mine. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. I mean, it's fine. Like, I know yours is a little bit harder to find. I swear to God, he fights. He does karate, guys. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> like, the reason I know about this and the reason I've heard about it is because uh, Top 5 is a Destination Declassified. They did a video on this. It was a little mini documentary. I saw it and it was fucking interesting. So I kind of dug into it. I looked a bit more. But yeah, this is the uh, the Colores UFO attack. In Brazil, right? In Brazil. So it was like there was a lot of UFO sightings between uh, seventy seven and seventy eight, and um, I'll get into a little bit to it later. Something but there... happened in the seventies, guys. I'm telling. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong, John Hodges. <laughs> Something happened. Uh, there was a leaked. Uh, there was a leaked document, and uh, I think it ends in seventy eight. But for a good long time, like just like it's not even like it's months or day, weeks apart; it's days apart. But this one is mostly between the. I believe August and October. So a priest named uh, Sir Alfredo, Sir Alfredo de la O, which is uh, he was he was born in Texas, but he went to Brazil. Wait, wait what? So I was about to be like, sorry for interrupting. I was about to be like, yeah, that sounds like a, a man that's named. That sounds like a proper name for a Brazilian man. So he was born in Texas. <laughs> yeah, he was born in Texas, moved to Brazil, lived there most of his life. Mm-hmm. He's one of the first ones that I saw from Colores that actually witnessed it before the attack. He says he saw like he, he was a he was asleep. He heard dogs barking and woke up and he saw a reddish light moving about twenty meters above the bay and was just moving at you know erratic speeds, moving faster than a jet and all this while it would make no sounds whatsoever. He's one of the first ones that I saw that had like you know this is what I saw, and there's a there's a, a bunch of them in this leaked document, but mm-hmm. I only picked out the ones that were focused on Colores. So you know the people they were just hanging out and they would see stuff throughout. People have said like they would see bright saucers just flying around. There were various shapes, cigars, triangles, stuff like that. Just shapes and colors. They were hovering around, but they were close by. Um, they would say they were just like a few meters above the trees. Oh, so shit. they were right there, like you know. Some people said that they looked inside, like they were able to see the pilots, and they saw like creatures about three to four feet tall, just piloting. Okay, I'm I'm struggling to believe these people now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they were like right there. You know, they were hanging out, and then just one day, they randomly just launched an attack. Yeah. About 400 people claimed that they were hit by these uh, lights. They were shooting lights that they, they they said that it felt like cigarette burns. Oh, fuck. Lasers? Lasers. Shit. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah. They felt like they were hit by cigarette lights, and it would, you know, leave marks. The worst part was that actually some of them claimed that it drained their blood. So this was also kind of nicknamed the Chupa Chupas. The Suck Sucks. Mm-hmm. Chupacabra, stuff like that. Because if they felt like they were dra- they were getting their blood drained, they like they felt that when like when they were hit, they felt like they were suddenly had like a heavy weight on their chest. They had punctures and lesions, uh, lesions all over their body, and some described uh, radiation pains, like right on like right right where they were hit. Oh fuck! I just found out recently how radiation works, like why it's bad for you. Do you guys know how? How not like completely like because like. Throughout most of your life, when you think of radiation, you think, oh, it's in the air and it's bad for me, right? 
but you never really <laughs> up until like when I found out my whole image was like some green ooze. That, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I always thought of it as like the shit that made the Ninja Turtles, <laughs> the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. So it's actually pretty fascinating. Like when you think about it, it makes perfect sense. Why? On a molecular level, like basically. I'm not an expert. I'm not even going to say anything relatively that makes sense to smart people. <laughs> but on a molecular level, what radiation is, it's just shit that's like flying around. It's molecules that aren't are like are unstable, so they're flying all over the like the, the the air. So when you get near it, it starts going through your cells. So you're basically getting shot <laughs> millions and millions of times through your cells. You don't feel it. But you're basically like getting shot, like you're getting punctured yeah. so many times that it, it ends up damaging your cells and you can't recover. That's why you end up getting like cancer and tumors and like your cells can't recover. So like it sounds weird, like when you think about it, but then like it starts making sense. You're just getting shot billions of times, right? Like it, yeah, it kind of like makes you understand it a little bit better. Because I mean, isn't like cancer just parts of your body that try to reform, but they did it too fast? Yeah, it's it's growing and it doesn't like in a way that's not like part of the system of what your cells supposed to be doing. It's about a bunch of rogue cells, yeah. like making shit that is not supposed to be there. So yeah, that's what radiation is, guys. Just found out. <laughs> yeah, like you saying, I always imagine like green news. I was mentioning the fallout. Yeah, I didn't know why. Like, why the fuck does radiation make you sick or give you cancer stuff like that? Turns out it's fucking hood shit. Just gets you <laughs> shot a million times. <laughs> you just don't feel it. Radiation from the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when I was reading the documents, because it was a 58-page uh, document. Apparently, the actual document is about 5,000 pages, but only a few of them have leaked. And so they were kind of translated. So some reports say, uh, Raimundo Galvo Trinidad was sleeping in his home when he was awakened by a light. It felt as if he'd pricked, uh, prickled by a needle on his on the on his side of the right thigh. He looked up and he saw a bright light like the setting sun. When he actually finally like you know woke up because this this when he was sleeping. When he woke up, he felt numb where the light hit him, along with the headache. He was slightly dizzy, and he like right where he was hit, like the light, it, right where he was hit on his thigh looked kind of reddish. Mm-hmm. Another story: Claudia Rodriguez de Paxio was sleeping when she saw a light, kind of like a lantern, traveling across her body. She felt like uh, she like felt it like striking the right side of her chest, and it felt like she she was drained of blood. She tried screaming for help, but no sound came out. She eventually will say it with the same thing, where she was dizzy, and like just had a major headache. The only reason she was able to like get up like get up from it was her cousin had gone in the room, and he saw her like just crying for help. I believe he also saw the green light just dazzling out. Mm-hmm. Leave it to Brazilians to have so many violent encounters. <laughs> for real we don't even have it in, as many and we have a shitload of ufo sightings like apparently brazil's like a really big ufo hotspot because look at that document there's like i said before it's not like it's like months in between sightings it's days yeah sometimes even hours it was between two years right like this is from uh 78 the summer of 77 to like the spring of 78 oh even less less than two years like yeah. a couple months so, Doctor Wiley to Cesium Carvalho, which who was, she's a doctor who treated most of these patients. She was 24 at the time, and she was just there. She uh, she was up at the hospital. She said that the the victims who suffered lesions like they, they had it on their face, and it was similar to radiation injuries. Their hair would fall out, and skin would turn black. 
she actually had compelled them to lie, saying, "Oh, you're hallucinating." <laughs> so like that, she had she had no idea why, but she felt like, "Oh, you're she's like, you're hallucinating. This isn't happening. This didn't happen." <laughs> I feel like that's a coping mechanism. Like y'all ever have y'all ever had that feeling like where some shit happens to you, like you can't really explain. You're like, "If I ignore it, it'll stop." <laughs> <laughs> y'all never do that. <laughs> no. All right, moving on. <laughs> I mean, mind over body. That's pretty much how I know of it. Mm. Why all these Brazilians got three names, too? You notice that, Zeus? Yeah. Every time Jose mentions it, it's three fucking names. Goddamn, Brazil, you fancy. So, you know, after that, um, like, the women and children ended up leaving the village while the men stayed to protect their belongings and try to protect the village. But nothing ever really came out, which is why this uh, Operation Practo was put into into place. Mm -hmm. There was... um, it was just like the, Bra- the Brazilian government and the Brazilian Air Force got together to investigate the sightings, investigate what happened. And reading through the document, there's so many different things like, oh, you know, this shape, this size, at this speed. They're hovering this close to, this, to us. They're uh, hovering that high. People were like really couldn't get a read on it. And it was never really like, I don't know how they would discover it, but, you know, they never found out why they, why they were attacked. Yeah, It could have been like, you know, somebody just threw something at them and they said, all right, well, we're being attacked. Time to shoot up the village. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> one ignorant motherfucker. Since they're not that like high up, one ignorant motherfucker threw a rock, and the aliens were like, "So it's war." <laughs> <laughs> Pretty fucking much. The fact that it's so many other shapes, though, right? Yeah. There are like pictures and drawings of what people saw. Really? So it was all around Brazil, and like they, you know, they took accounts. They they took pictures. People drew what they saw. It, it was a huge document. Mm-hmm. Mostly, I've tried to focus on the Colores attack, but there is a lot to this. I could probably definitely like split it up and like get more and more stories from there. I always liked it when people like drew stuff that they experienced. Yeah, that shit's always like, cool. So one of the main heads behind this investigation, Captain Orange Bolivar, he gave an interview in 1997 to UFO magazine, and he said that when he was doing this investigation, his men were terrified. They just always felt scared. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there was never, it's like, you know, nothing, there's like, what I got was a leaked document. So there's like little bits, but it was a lot of sightings, but it's not even half of what the people saw. And apparently, uh, this man, I don't know what happened, what the connection is, but he ended up committing suicide. Oh. Like right after, like a few months after this interview. So whatever the fuck is being hidden, it's definitely something big. You think he suicided himself? Nah, there's no way. Probably made it look like an accident. You think he got suicided? It was uh, it was by his belt while he was wearing a bathrobe, so he had just gone out of the shower. Yeah, he definitely didn't do it. <laughs> At first, I wanted to expand the story, but I wanted it just to... That's basically the whole story, because yeah. it's a big one, and if I had gone through every detail, we would have been here for hours. Yeah. We could definitely come back on this and analyze it better. Yeah. But holy shit, dude. I've never heard any other story out of like South America, I think, that involves UFOs. I've always heard that, you know, Brazil is a big hotspot. And I think I think it was the Brazilian government who was just like one of the first ones that were like, yeah, we there's aliens. We have shit. We've seen shit. Mm-hmm. They were like, there are people I've been through enough. Let's tell them. <laughs> the U.S. is like, don't. <laughs> the U.S. is barely just like, we. there's stuff out there. We don't know what it is, but there is stuff out there. Yeah, they're being forced to tell now. Yeah. But for decades, I'm pretty sure Brazil has just been like, oh, no, we've seen shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You go to Brazil and they're like, dude, did you know there's aliens here? There's just one guy like 
Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Costa over there. He saw some shit the other week, didn't you, Mr. Costa? Mm-hmm. No, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like Florida where you just wait fifteen minutes and a UFO is gonna pop up. <laughs> it's the biggest hot spot in the world. We just don't know about it. <laughs> Mr. Costa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 ¿Qué dices allá? Era grande esta. Se mira como cigarro. No se ve qué pasó. I just remember Brazil speaking yeah, yeah, Portuguese. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, Jose, that's perfect Portuguese. <laughs> I that full-on Spanish you just spoke. <laughs> Perfect. I forgot they speak Portuguese. I only know one word in Portuguese. Abrigado. That means thank you. Thank you, Brazil. <laughs> Holy shit. Thank you to whoever leaked these documents because they're really interesting. A yeah. lot of them kind of repeat the same info. Just, you know, different wording of what people saw. Like, they'll have, like, three reports on Sir uh, Alfredo here. And it'll be, like, the same sighting at the same time, but just... One sentence, a paragraph, and like two sentences. Uh, I know you didn't like read the full thing, but like, how many people do you think like are in this? How many like sightings? Oh, there's think? dozens. I actually, I well, I didn't read the full full. Like, you know, I didn't like, I skimmed it and I read like a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mainly picked out the things I thought were interesting or important, but there are dozens of sightings. I like, I went because I went through the whole thing. I skimmed it mostly. When I reached the end, I saw a lot of the pictures, and there are like just dozens upon dozens of sightings. What what gets me is like I'm assuming all of these uh, sightings all have like interactions with it, like they all got hit or like shot with the light, right? No, people like a lot of them are just like, oh, you know, I was outside. I'm I'm a, I'm a fisherman. Hmm. I was on my boat by the lake. I was fishing, and then just something whizzed by. Oh, okay. Or it would be like we woke up in the middle of the night. My dogs were barking. I went outside. There was something moving around me, fast speed, but it made no sound. Yeah, there's something went. There's something too. The fact that when there's like multiple like witnesses, especially around the same time, anytime that happens, I'm thinking like some shit really did happen. One of my favorite like cases is the Phoenix Lights. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking, I really want to get into like one day just like super analyze everything about the Phoenix Lights. It sucks that it was at a time where not everyone had the technology to film it so easily, but we were almost there. Yeah. Two, three more years, everyone probably had a camcorder by then. That fucking sucks. That's one of my, like, fuck, man. <laughs> like, I wish that we had the technology for it. Yeah. That's one of the things that like, really interests me the most, that fucking case. I think it was 96, maybe. So, like, right now, I can read you uh, what, because Dr. Willie, she not only treated, but she also saw things, too. And there's actually a, a drawing, I believe, of what it was that she saw. It looked like a not a cone shape exactly, something similar to a cone shape, and she has it like you know the way it's drawn flying around. Mm-hmm. She's like so according to this document, Doctor Whaley Salem Cloridas, twenty four, doctor and head of the Cloridas Hospital. Doctor Whaley affirmed to having observed on the days and hours respectively sighted a bright metallic object spinning around the front part of the village, at an estimated distance of uh, fifteen hundred meters without producing the at least a sound. She described the objects as though a conical cylindrical shapes. Upper part more narrow, having a apparent size the distance three meters and width of uh, three meters in width and two in diameter. It moved in a regular manner, vertical position on its longitudinal axis, accentuated wavy and rocking motion, all at the same time making swift stops and turning at the same time. So she even she saw things, but you know, like I said, when, during the attack happened, she told her she told people, mm-hmm. "You didn't like you're you're imagining it. You didn't see anything." A lot of people like the thing that got me is the blood draining. A lot of people. They were like right where they were hit. They felt their blood drained. They started feeling dizzy, like they got headaches. 
There's no other cases like that, is there? Not that I'm aware of. No one gets their blood drained. Everyone gets like probed and stuff, but no, no one gets drained. Yeah, and like it's like it's not just one person either. It was mostly men. Like mo- it was mostly men, from what I saw, and it was all at their necks. The one woman the story, the story I told is the one person who had it on her on her chest. I would have been mad if I saw an alien and they took some fucking blood from me. And then there was that one dude with like who got on his thigh, but mostly everyone got the necks. There's a few you know outward cases. And yeah, there's a bunch of pictures. Like there are pictures, and according to, like at least at least according to like the leaked documents, all this really kept going up until like the the spring of '78. Uh, That's a lot of UFOs. So a couple of things I looked up: uh, UFO sightings in Brazil. It starts in 1947. That's the first ever UFO sighting. So nice theory to the idea that after we. We split the atom. <laughs> Aliens start showing up. Yeah. And they have a couple, dude. 1947, 1952, 1957, 58, 66, uh, 67, which what we're talking about. 79, 80, 86, 96, 2008, and 2013 is the most recent one. So, yeah. UFO, uh, UFOs are pretty common in Brazil, apparently. Well, damn. Right? Another it's- thing. I looked up where what we're talking about. It's on the island of... Uh, Corales, and I'm looking at where it is. It's pretty close to like it's next to the ocean, but it's also pretty close to like the actual Amazon. So like the idea of like jungle aliens and they're violent—that's kind of scary, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you're already afraid of whatever the fuck is in the jungle. Now you got aliens to worry about, <laughs> and they want your blood. But yeah, there's like dozens upon dozens of sightings in this article, and I do want to go back and do like a really bigger, deeper dive on this because the whole uh, Operation uh, Practo. It's pretty interesting, and I really, you know, I want to look more into it. But this is like just one leaked document. It was, um, it was translated too by Mufon. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, hope one day we get the full thing. But right now, I just have this little tiny section. There's tons of pictures and drawings of what people saw. There are like actual people did take photos. There's one photo from December of '77. That's just like a big, just cluster of lights all together. Oh yeah, I can see it from far. You know what it looks like. Uh, just a satellite image of like Antarctica or something. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Doesn't it look like that? But yeah, it's someone took it from the ground. There are drawings of people, like you know, drawings people saw the the pilots they saw, the shapes that actually like. There's even a, a map that you know, highlights the route that some of them took. So it's all really interesting and kind of hoping like, hey, I can just look more into it later on. Just imagine how often you would have to see aliens to be like, oh yeah, I know which way they went. I can show you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, though there's a map, and it has, like, a route that they saw the thing take in. God damn. It's like a tour bus. Pretty much. Instead of a TMZ one, it's an alien one. <laughs> Here's, like, a sighting of the map, like, a, a map of the sightings. Well, fuck. <laughs> and if you look to your left, is Mr. Costa's house. Yeah. <laughs> and Mr. Costa comes out, get the fuck out! Oh, shit! That looks like, le- that's legit routing. That looks like a fucking, like... If you looked at, like, uh, airplane, like, flights. Holy shit. It's like looking at the map at, like, on Plague Inc. Yeah. <laughs> when you see the virus start traveling everywhere. Fuck. Well, yeah, that's my story. I I was originally going to expand on it, but I decided to shorten it, take a few samples, take a few quote, um, few of the stories, just because I didn't want it to be too packed. Nah. But, yeah, this is uh, the one of the violent attacks. People, apparently, two people died. Oh, fuck. everyone else was just like dizzy, drained blood. That's about it. 
two people were dead. They actually some of them did have like radiation poisoning, but that didn't lead to anything. You know why? Because they got shot a billion times. <laughs> and now you know. They got shot more than 50. At least 10 times. Zeus, would you go to Brazil? Uh, For the sites, yes. For the violent alien attacks, no. <laughs> why not? I don't want to run into Tarzan. Like from like 30, 50. All right, so <laughs> I don't think Tarzan was in Brazil. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So I don't want to go for the violent UFO attacks. But he brings. I don't want to go for Tarzan. No, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you know, like you're saying jungle, like, yeah. So that's why I was saying like Tarzan. I keep trying to convince people to go to like Australia and Brazil with me. No one wants to go. I mean, I'll, I'll go to Australia with you. I'll be down to go to Brazil. I'll go to the Jesus statue and do the same pose. <laughs> that would be a great picture, honestly. Yeah, I do want to go to Brazil. I don't see know what kind of cryptids they got. I don't know about Australia though. I'm scared of spiders. Brazil has spiders too. <laughs> no, well, I mean, Australia has it worse. Almost everything can kill you. Yeah, everything in Australia was like <laughs> the most evolved to kill humans. The most deadly spider in the world is in Brazil, though. I'll fucking manage. It. I'll. He said I'll uh, manage. I'll bring a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's that's what's gonna save you from the spider that's like this big. I'm not overreacting. You are. <laughs> Just aiming my gun at the fucking spider. Get the fuck out of Kill my house. Fire. Kill it with fire. Took on a whole new meaning. Yeah. That is pretty scary. Oh, fun fact about spiders. My nephew, my two of my nephews, they're like one is three and one is two. You can tell they obviously turned out to be just like me because we, we hung out the other day and they were playing in the bushes. And there's a fucking black widow there. Mm-hmm. Both my nephews, hello, little spider in Spanish. Hola, arañita. <laughs> <laughs> I had to like keep an eye on them because they wanted to touch it. <laughs> They're like, hey, little spider. <laughs> Big ass Black Widow, too. But yeah, you know what it reminds me of, kind of? Even though it's completely a different like situation, is the African site where like a bunch of school kids saw a bunch of like aliens come out of a UFO and the aliens tell them, you have to save the world. Basically. <laughs> I've, I've never heard of that story. You know what they told John Hodges? They were like, the world has too much power, so and so. You have to stop it. I feel like at this point, when aliens come and they say that type of stuff to people, they're just fucking. With I them. think they're fucking around with us. So I kind of had a little story about like something like that. Um, when I was younger, me and my cousin, um, we lived in like we lived in the same apartment building, and behind Are you the it, chosen one. No, I wasn't, I, like, I wasn't picked for anything, or at least I can't tell you if I was because we ran. So <laughs> <laughs> look, it's gonna get funnier. It's gonna get funnier when you find out where we ran from. So. <laughs> okay. So like, there's this apartment building in the back, right? And we're climbing up these steps, and at the very end, there's this Virgen de Guadalupe. Yeah. And it starts shining. <laughs> it starts talking to us. Wait, what? Did, did, and did the wind start blowing and, no. and a rose? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> it was just like it was like you know, like you know the ceramic ones. Yeah. It was a ceramic one. It lit up and it started talking to us, like actually talking to us. Me and my cousin before like we even got like a chance to register what it said. Booked it the fuck out of there. <laughs> and that's why you're here today to tell your story. <laughs> really? That shit started to talk to you? Yeah. I, like, I remember, I remember um, you know, we were young. Yeah. And it's like, we've seen it around, but we didn't really register it. And I remember it started talking to us and we fucking ran. I remember I told my mom about it and she was like, you should not have ran. Dude, I'm she like, had a message. I'm like, I mean, like, I just registered. That's ceramic. 
that's glowing and that's talking to me. I don't care what it is. <laughs> that should not be happening. And we ran. I told mom a story. And she's like, you should not have ran from that. That's, that's you know, that's Santo. And I'm like, I don't care. It's a ramekin. It's talking to me. Now, Jose's mom, let me tell you why that's bullshit. A man had Ronald McDonald talk to him. Ronald McDonald was probably ceramic. Ronald McDonald talked to him. Man died. <laughs> man should have ran. No, like, yeah, I was a child, and I, I, I remember I remember this very vividly. Dude, I've never heard this story before. That shit's crazy. And like I said, like, it's, it's you know, it's a Virgen de Guadalupe. And normally, like, you're right, if I was religious, I'd be like, you know, if I was religious, I'd be like, oh, you know, give me your message. Yeah. No, I ran the opposite way. I love that you were seconds away from like having a miracle presented in front of you and you fucking ran. The moment I just imagined the moment it started glowing, you just hear like the <laughs> just fucking running. The thing was like so The white rose hasn't even appeared yet, so yeah. Jose's gone. Like it's barely like starting to come the and all you, hear, up. all you hear is just <laughs> the thing was like so for years. Like it was there for years. Even years after this whole thing happened. Yeah. And I would always walk by it. Never a peep again. Still just a ceramic. Still like Virgen de Guadalupe. Oh, can you take us there? <laughs> Please. Oh, uh, if it starts if it starts talking again, you can run again. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. This is like, like I actually lived up, I lived there again until like three years ago. Really? Three years ago, I had moved to Bellflower. But I still lived in that same area. And I don't know if it was still there anymore. But I know as a kid, whenever I walk by, like whenever I go up the steps, it was right there. Never said anything, didn't talk, didn't move. And I was like, okay, thank goodness. Holy shit. Just, just think about it like this. You're it's, just walking by like, I got my eye on you. Like, no, I did keep my eye on it. Like, he's not kidding. I literally kept an eye on it. I would too, yeah. Like whenever I would open the door, I would look at it. And I'd be like, uh, I would just look at it, make sure it's not moving or lighting up again. Oh, dude, if the <laughs> eyes followed you. Imagine, I, just ima- I just imagine Jose walking up to it, just. Turning it around. <laughs> Turning it around. This was like, in a different building. Yeah. So it was like the building across from us. There was like the little balcony. And it was right there looking at us. I remember like every single time I would walk by, I would like look at it just to make sure it's not doing this thing again. So you guys know how I like Rob Morphy, right? I keep referencing yeah. him a lot. He has a fucking story where he swears he saw a pterodactyl once. And his friends keep telling him, you saw a fucking turkey, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> was he in North Carolina? I don't know where he was. I think they're from New York, I believe. But... <laughs> He swears to God that he saw like a dinosaur and it was probably like a, a fucking turkey. That's what it reminded me. No, like, and the thing is, so it was not just like, it was just a ceramic. It was, there was a bunch of junk right behind it. So it's not like anybody could have been there doing anything. Cause it was yeah. like, just, you know, people empty up, like people just put stuff like trash outside. Uh, it was just a bunch of stuff like right, right behind it. Kind of like keeping it close to the balcony. So it's not like there could have been someone there to operate it. Cause it was just a bunch of shit in the way. Yeah, and it, it's not like you couldn't like ex- inspect it later. Yeah, and no. See that it was a robotic uh, ceramic. I mean, like, weird thing. I, c- I could get close. Like it was, it was at the edge of the balcony. So if I walk all the way to the like, stairs, I could examine. It. Not like I could touch it. Yeah. But I would say, um, I don't know how to explain it to the podcast, but for us here, it's from like where I, I am to where that door is. Yeah. So it's, that's a good four feet. So yeah, you like, can't touch it, but like you could clearly see it. Yeah. Like. I could reach out. I'm not going to touch it, but I'd get close. Yeah. I could tell you I got, I, got, I got close enough a few times. It was ceramic. Dude, I'm not going to let that go. I'm going to keep thinking about that. Oh, we're just getting better as, as uh, like, the more generations we get. Where, like, uh, back then someone would have been like, oh, my God, it's talking. What's what's happening? <laughs> to the point where she's just talking. You're already running halfway through it. <laughs> you 
noped harder than I've ever even heard of. Dude, I was like about maybe five or six. Did you the hear time? anything? Did you hear anything? Nothing registered. Her voice, her tone, anything? Nothing registered. <laughs> Just glowing. Jose, I'm not. <laughs> We ran. It could have been a completely different voice. It could have been Terry Crews talking. Jose would have had no idea he was God. I, I booked that out of there. Dude. Did it move? Um, kind of. Oh, shit. It um, the way because like the way I imagine it sometimes, I imagine it floating. Okay. Kind of like floating a bit uh, like a bit up, and then trying to speak to us. But like I said, we just this happened like with like less than five seconds from it like glowing. Trying to talk to us and us running in the opposite direction. You being half a block away, yeah. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? A good spot where like a lot of people have said is haunted, back home, uh, in Durango. Yeah. The fucking uh, cemetery that's close by our village. Apparently, that shit's a hotbed. I think everyone I know has a story about that fucking cemetery. There's a like. If you don't know, in Mexico, there's, like, uh, people make certain kinds of, like, uh, what's it called? Burial grounds? Yeah. Like, it's not just a fucking stone with, like, the name. Sometimes they make full-on houses, right? Like, if you if you got money, you'll make a fucking house for the dead. Yeah. <laughs> with, like, a living room and shit like that. Well, there's one of these houses in this cemetery. It's not big, but, like, it has windows and a front door and shit. Yeah. Apparently, that one always has a ghost. All, the ghost is like fucking active in that one. Like, if you're there past like 6 p.m. or when the sun's going down, you'll see the fucking ghost just looking at you from the window. <laughs> My cousin told me this like all casually, like, oh yeah, the ghost just chills like and looks at you, like if and like apparently it'll look at you for like a long time. Like it's not like oh I saw like something move. No, the ghost is just chilling out the window, like <laughs> just, just like mm-hmm. daring you, like just get this ghost on TV. I want to like, go and film that because I don't know why you reminded me of that. Probably like the whole Virgen stuff. Yeah. But that just reminded me of like the fact that this ghost just chills and stares at you for like a long time. Doesn't care if it gets seen or not. It's just like, hi. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. There's nothing else to watch. I remember I was a kid when they took me there for the first time and they told me that story. And me trying to be a little badass. I was like, man, fuck that ghost. I went and knocked on the door. That was the same da- day I fell into an anthill, <laughs> and it was fire ants, <laughs> and they had to drag me like a fucking wounded soldier in the war. <laughs> I was just like, ah! <laughs> just imagine a baby be, being carried. I, I gave up on life because I was just being stung so much by red ants. I was like, let me die. <laughs> they, they put me in the back of a pickup truck and took all my clothes off and started like swatting all the ants off me. <laughs> That's the last time I'll fuck with that ghost. <laughs> No, I'd go back and give him a TV. I'm like, hey, man, remember, 4, p- uh, 4 p.m. is the anime block. <laughs> right. I remember um, when I was over there, we would work the field, and then, like, we'd be back 4 a.m., and mm-hmm. it was always the anime block. So it was, like, DBZ, Super Campeones. Super Campeones, man. I hated that fucking show, bro. <laughs> Los Santos del Zodiac. It would take 30 minutes. It would take four episodes to wake- to take one corner kick in that fucking show. <laughs> Have you ever seen Super Campeones? This is the first time I'm here. It's a it. soccer anime. It's, uh, Captain, uh, Cap- it's Captain Subasa for everyone else in uh, you know all around the world. But in Mexico, it's called Super Campeones. Yeah. It's literally a soccer anime. That's how... Imagine whatever comes with that. <laughs> no superpowers. 
<laughs> so you're thinking, you're thinking about your friend. He loves uh, he loves soccer. Does like as far as I know, does not watch much anime. No. So when you combine both of them, it pissed me off. <laughs> it pissed me off when it took four episodes to take a shot. Yeah. Soccer's already long enough, man. Goddamn. But yeah, I definitely want to go back to that cemetery or somewhere in fucking Durango. Bro, let's go and record an episode there. Zeus, I know you won't go to Brazil, but you're going to Durango. Okay. We got good food over there. We'll treat you well. You know, the worst thing is, is that the li- the electricity goes off in Durango, like in Durango a lot. I'm trying to sell this to Zeus, Jose. <laughs> I'm going to like, I'm going to make a living. So when we're there and the lights go out, it's not the ghost. It's just that we lost electricity for an hour. If someone touches you in the back, it's me. I'm just no, scared. well, I'm not. I'm not really. I, I learned that during the uh, Kennedy episode, where if someone touches you in the back, it's probably Zeus. It's probably fucking oh. Zeus. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't have a problem with the lights going out. Like, I don't have a problem with the dark. Edgy, but okay. <laughs> you know, this man used to work at a uh, a hot top at Spencer's. Did he? He? I just found out today. Yeah, because the shirt I'm wearing, I bought it there. I mean, that's like a dope ass shirt. Yeah. For the people that are wondering, it's a Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, I've been staring at it all day today. I don't know, like whenever I look at them, I look at the shirt. It's a pretty cool shirt. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the lady down. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, that one, that one. Jose, God fucking damn it! Jose heard my voice and he made the connection. He knew exactly which voice I was, I was talking. Like, about. Which one? Because there's a lot of ladies. <laughs> all right, we're at an hour. I think we're gonna leave it there. That was a good episode. We're a little rusty, but. <laughs> Yeah, um, it was good. <laughs> we had some good stories. It was a good two week break. Um, I, one of my friends uh, I'd seen, uh, got COVID. I thought it. So this is the fucked up part is I thought it like you know I'm like it's a false positive. I have no symptoms. <laughs> two weeks later, I told these people like the Friday, the like the Friday, like one more day. If I went through Saturday, no COVID. Mm-hmm. The Friday of my head starts fucking pounding, beating the shit out of me. And I'm like, oh fuck! And I swear to God, if COVID waited two fucking weeks to like hit me. <laughs> I'm gonna be fucking mad because you up until a point you were like no symptoms it's probably a, a false positive my dumbass you had me convinced I was like okay if you want to do it let's do it Zeus being the smart one of the group I don't trust it let's not do it and then a few <laughs> days later you get a headache I'm like oh fuck yeah because you guys were like well let's see what Zeus says and I was like I don't know I think we should wait <laughs> <laughs> I was fully prepared to like do the whole episode through a mask or even call in yeah we could have tried the calling in, if, uh, worst case scenario. I mean, I would have been the first calling guest. <laughs> <laughs> and today, from Long Beach, California, what's your name? Uh, Jose. <laughs> just done <laughs> the whole show pretending oh, I was a fucking guest. How fucking scuffed would that sound? <laughs> All right. Dude, hearing like the fucking cars drive by and everything. Right. But yeah, like, thank you for going through the episode. We are a little rusty. It's been a couple weeks for us. We'll be good. We're going to get better. All right. I think we're going to leave it here for the Cryptic Coffee Podcast. This is Efren. This is Jose. And Zeus. <laughs> Saying goodbye. The moon is made out of cheese. <laughs>